part of the Press Play Podcast Network. Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's... This is Jason J. Lewis, the voice of Superman on Justice League Action. This is Mark Wade, writer of Superman Birdlight, and you're listening to The Krypton Report. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We at the Krypton Report we just want to extend uh, just a you know a loving brand and say, take the time to be thankful. We are thankful. Um, just some short things. Thankful to have this podcast and to have people listen and to have my wonderful co-host James and everyone who spent the last year guesting and just being part of what makes this so special and fun. Um, I'm thankful for my new job. Solomon. I'm thankful for all my friends, and thank you for the podcast, just like Dad said. I'm also thankful for my family, my life, my drinks, Fanta Orange. <laughs> we just want to remind everyone that no matter what you go through in the struggles that we all suffer and go through, there's always something to be thankful for. Um, Psalm and I, part of Thanksgiving this year, like we've been doing, we watched some Teen Titans Go!, I just want to tell you what we watched, okay? We won't do a whole breakdown review. We're just going to talk. We watched Teen Titans Go Thanksgiving, which is in the second season. It is episode... It's the 23rd episode. We watched Black Friday. Now my kids want to celebrate Black Friday. Thanks for that, Teen Titans Go. I don't. It's the 16th episode of the third season. We watched Thanksgiving. (coughs) Is the 43rd episode of the fourth season. That one wasn't bad. And we watched... A Doom Patrol Thanksgiving, which was kind of a letdown, really. Yeah, it, it was weird. Like it just—it wasn't fun. Yeah. Um. Kind of boring. For more, if you're really big into Thanksgiving, like we are in the holidays, just so you know, there are some other DC Thanksgiving-related properties. Right. Uh, season six of Arrow has an episode called Thanksgiving. Supergirl season one episode Livewire. Season two Medusa. Season four, Call to Action. Legends of Tomorrow, Season Four, Takamudo Attacks. It's the Flash, Season Five, Oh Come All Ye Thankful. Oh come. <laughs> so those are some episodes to just enjoy. And then not forget that like last year we went over Smallville, and Smallville season ten has the episode where Clark and Lois are trying to have Thanksgiving with her father. And then out of this year is My Adventures with Superman. The final episode of season one, it's all about Thanksgiving. And from us to you, happy Thanksgiving, and can you please pass the yams? Welcome to the Krypton Report podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, the Superman of Blue, and with me is the only man who can dribble a bowling ball, Mr. James Cole. Welcome, James. <laughs> On a trampoline. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how I do it. Uh, don't don't give away all your secrets. Um, on today's episode, we're talking something cool and fun, so I had to bring along another special guest. It is me, yes, your orange Superman Solomon. The orange K of Solomon. SK. SK. Orange K Superboy. I was going to say, it sounds so excited. <laughs> so what's crazy is since the last time we recorded, we were like, ah, oh, we don't have any news, and dear lord... <laughs> Do we get inundated very quickly with lots of news? So we're going to jump into the news and then tackle today's topic. 
But all right, first things up. The Penguin will resume filming after Thanksgiving. So Penguin Penguin is coming back. All right. Um, They did release a second trailer for Aquaman. Yes. What did you think about the second trailer, James? Um, You know, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Definitely (coughs) the the idea that the – the, the royal bloodline is the key. I don't know to release the. I forget what that that the, the evil character's name is offhand. Evil character. Yeah, yeah, the antagonist, um, or one of them, and uh, um, I mean it. It really makes me think about the story where Black Manta does kidnap and actually kill Aquaman's child. But I don't think they're going that way in the uh, in the movie. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I I don't either. But I think I think Arthur's going to be losing a hand. I'm I'm sure that um, Hollywood, DC, especially especially the way um, the DCEU was was going. Um, you know, I I think the the most danger a child was going to be in was what we saw in the Flash. Oh my god, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so this trailer, you definitely see Arthur with his son more. Um, You see little clips and differences, but mainly about the key being the bloodline. And you you get, you know, Arthur at his house, and Thomas says, uh, Manta took Junior. Um, And then, you know, um, that's like the biggest. And then after we watch the trailer, Jania goes... I did not see Amber Heard in that thing at all. I was like, well, she's not supposed to really be in the movie that much. She's like, it's interesting because that is her son too. I said, I know, but it's supposed to be like a bro movie. So, yeah, um, I, th- I mean, I have I th- no doubt that she will show up clearly. I mean, but she will be in the movie. Like there's been little clips. I've seen her in the movie. I think she might be, like, kind of trapped. Like, she might be trapped in the movie. <coughs> so, yeah, I could definitely see her being, like, imprisoned and and taken off of the board during the, during what, the film. What would be the most interesting and the quickest and easiest way to write her out of the film is the jail that Orm is in. Somebody has to be in it. So she takes the place of Orm so that Orm can be out of it to help Arthur. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, kind of like how they did the Speed Force prison where, you know, Barry tried to, like, tried to save Wally and then Jay Garrick sacrificed himself and put himself in the Speed Force prison. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, so I mean, I also say... I think Arthur's mom and dad might die. Somebody's dying. Okay. I, I think it's his dad. I think it's his dad. Because I saw some blood on his dad. I would not be surprised if Thomas dies just because it is uh, Manta's kind of MO for revenge. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he he talks about killing and and ending his whole his whole bloodline. I'm pretty sure I heard that, or maybe that was the last trailer. But he, he definitely says he wants to kill Black. Uh, he wants to kill Aquaman. But um. So yeah, I I think someone's gonna lose a hand. Uh, the next thing we got today, and this is very interesting, is they released the Crisis on Infinite Earth trailer. Now, this is for the Tomorrowverse animated films. And first of all, we learned it's a three-part movie. So that begs the question, is Tyler going to buy all three, or will Tyler buy it when it's one movie? Answer, I'll probably buy all three. Because I don't think I could wait for all three. All four. <laughs> so it said it's a three-part event. So there's going to be three well, movies. I mean four after they released it as one. But like when they did the long Halloween, I bought the individuals on uh, digital. And then I bought the one movie on physical because I announced it was coming. And I kind of took a gambit with that because we weren't sure at first – um, and I don't know if I could wait because I mean, if they spread this movie out, you know, because that means I'd probably end up buying digital, 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 then physical. I think I'm just gonna buy, um, wait, call. I'm just gonna buy physical, physical, physical. So because they're not doing any more of the early digital releases, they're just doing everything same day. Right. But yeah, three movies. We wondered how many they were gonna do, and we we speculated based on the cover. Of the first one, some things, but this was a forty-four second trailer. <laughs> Down, Scooby. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, the beauty, Jania, she's entered the house. Hello, hello. Hello. Um, my my yeah. Amazon goddess is here. <laughs> yeah, for uh, forty-four second trailer, announcing it as a trilogy. So, I mean, other than that, we saw, you know, Superman, Superman, Ultraman, Blue, like some characters in the background. Um, we saw Blue Beetle. Saw Blue, <coughs> Ted Cord Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like we saw, what else did we see? Um, looks like on some earth, it's Oliver's wedding or Barry's wedding and Oliver's there kind of playing up the crisis on X. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a... Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm in. You know what I'm saying? We've been, we've been waiting for more of these films. So, does that mean that in 2024 we're going to have five animated films? Right, three Crisis uh, <laughs> and two Watchmen. Well, we were told Watchmen, and we were told the Aztec Batman. Oh, okay. I forgot. Um, I, I I knew that one was coming out, but it's been so long since I heard anything about it. <coughs> I'm just trying to think, like. Did we get five last? I mean, it's been weird because they haven't followed their usual cycles in a while. So maybe, maybe we will get five. Mm. <coughs> but it looks good. I mean, it's very hard because you you just have the monitor talking, and it's just a lot going on in the trailer. But you know what? It's crisis. Yeah, uh, it's crisis. We we see the um, the anti uh, the antimatter wave. Uh, destroying planets and worlds in the multiverse. Um, 
it was pretty cool. Uh, I, but actually, I preferred the trailer I saw earlier today that I don't think you got to watch. No. So James sent me a trailer on Twitter when it first dropped, and I was driving all day today for work. So I couldn't get to watch it. And I was like, well, I'll save it to YouTube and I'll watch it with Solomon when I get home. Well, uh, I came home and I started watching the trailer and I realized this isn't like the same intro that I saw earlier. So because it was all over Twitter. I mean, my page was soaked with it. I kept seeing notifications. Mm -hmm. So then I went back to look at what you show like and the links were not there anymore yep they are totally gone um they're even gone off of facebook um or facebook uh, youtube um when i when i searched for it earlier because the first time i saw it was on twitter um but then when i sat down for break i searched for it on uh youtube and that's where and that's where i watched it so just the idea that um, I, I had watched it on YouTube, but I searched for it before we got on, and, and that's when we were discussing that it was gone. So what, what, what was that trailer, James? Um, so it starts with the Flash running uh, through the multiverse or through the Speed Force. Um, he sees some different things. Um, but the, the big, the real biggest difference was he spent time on earth three. He spent time with the crime syndicate. Everybody was there. Owlman, Ultraman, super uh, super woman and, um, power ring, uh, and mm. Johnny quick, uh, Johnny quick even had a line in, in the trailer. Um, and then some of the same other stuff, a lot of the things we saw in the trilogy trailer, um, yeah, yeah, uh, a lot of the same bits. Multiple Superman, um, uh, you know, uh, the wedding scene, uh, Batman. Um, so, but now you know that was this morning, and I only got to watch it a couple of times. So, I wanted to watch it again before we got on here, but nope, I searched for it and it's all gone. Weird. I wonder if they'll re- they'll release that again later when it comes closer to time to releasing just the first movie. Yeah, and, I, I think and I'm wondering if that. I'm wondering if there's anything that we saw in the trailer, like when they talked about Kara, you have to do this, and when Supergirl was in it, if that maybe is going to be in part two, or if it's all just going to be. So, yeah. So the, there was one thing, and I can't remember if it's in the trilogy trailer or if it was in the um, in the first trailer, but. Um, there was Brainiac talking to Kara, Brainiac 5, talking to Kara how the universe was ending and her flying across what appeared to be like the sun, the surface of the mm. sun. Yeah, yeah, it was in the trilogy trailer. Okay. So, cause, so I'm just like, dang, like, we want to kill Kara and Barry? We barely got to know him? Like, what's going to happen here? But, all right, moving on. We got some more casting announcements. For Superman Legacy. First thing I read today that there has been a casting um, call out for Martha and Jonathan Kent. So they are working on casting those characters because those are 
characters I'm really I'm really uh, excited to see who we get. But then we got hopefully alive for the whole time. That's what I want. I want them both alive. Let's, let's, I really think I'm, I said this before. So that freaking Jonathan can have a damn heart attack again. Um, I told you this when they cast Lois and Clark that I think James Gunn is going for the most purest comic book adaptation. Something that we can all look at and say that is Superman. Um, so our first casting we got of Miss Tessmacher. Now, Miss Tessmacher, it's a, I don't know how to pronounce the girl's name, but she is a uh, Portuguesean model. Um, Miss Tessmacher, not my favorite character. And I say that because I feel like it's one of those characters that was used in Superman the movie. And then you just hear Gene Hackman yelling the name. They brought her back for Supergirl. But I don't think she's a necessary character. I would prefer Mercy. A really good version of Mercy. We've got Mercy live in... Eventually we got her on Supergirl. We got her on Titans. And we had a horrible version in BVS. But then I thought, you know what would be neat? Would be if Lex had like his own kind of like Charlie's Angels. And had like Miss Tessmacher, Mercy, and then like Kitty. So all these like women that we've seen him attached to in different versions in film, he had like all three of them. But I just, I just don't um, really, I don't yeah. need Miss Tessmacher. Well, I hope we don't get um, a, a Gene Hackman reduction of Miss Tessmacher. Exactly. Like, that, that's Gene. That's, ha- that's not Lex yeah. Luthor. No, that's Gene it's Hackman. old. It's played out. It's we don't need it. Um, we don't even John need Cryer a did nod it to it exactly. And that was enough. Yeah, we don't even need a nod to that. Eve Tessmacher has been ha, has evolved as a character than just the woman with with everything hanging out and and Gene Hackman yelling at her. Yep. Um. I mean, you know, like you said, a, a faithful comic adaptation, like, and that's what I want. You know what I mean? Step away from, step away from the past, you know? Um, it's, it's, it, it, those movies were wonderful and they are amazing to revisit, but leave them where they were. Yeah, let's let's stop. Like I said with my buddy Anthony from Digging for Kryptonite when we reviewed the last uh, season of Krypton season two, I said the end of Krypton season two, the way they put Zod in the Black Mercy, and he's looking out, he's he's imagining he's um, conquered, you know, with his mother and father by his side. I'm like that's an homage to how. For the man who has everything, book and cartoon end, but it's not close enough that you're like, oh, they're doing the thing, you know. And I, I don't want that from this movie. I don't want them to, oh, they're checking boxes and making reference to everything. No, yeah, they don't have to no, do that. I, no, they don't have to <laughs> check boxes. All right, ready? Next casting, ready? Jimmy Olsen. That's right. <laughs> we have a Jimmy Olsen. Played by Skyler, can't pronounce his last name. 
Yeah, Skyler G, I believe. <laughs> yep. Um, this is on social media. He is one of those people that were rumored to be up for Jimmy Olsen, but because of the strike, everything went silent. He looks like comic Jimmy Olsen. And the cool thing is he's like 27. But he looks younger, but he's 27. Yeah. And Dave, and David's turning 30. So we had that whole conversation about what the age difference between Jimmy and uh, Clark should be. Should it be more of a, you know, because I think to me, the idea of like cub reporter, you know, squeaky clean kid Jimmy is gone. I like more of Jimmy being just a little bit younger than Clark, but not much. They can be friends. Yeah. And not, you know, handful of years younger, but if it's legacy and it's already established and he's already working at the Daily Planet. Jimmy Olsen should be a full-fledged photographer at the Daily Planet. Yeah. I mean, much like the way we saw Clark and Jimmy interact in My Adventures with Superman. That's the Jimmy Olsen that I want. I don't I don't yeah. want cheat callers, Mr. Kent. Like, no, that, that time has passed too, okay? Like, but this dude looks like Jimmy Olsen, and I'm excited. You know, this is another casting that just looks perfect. Didn't I say? Didn't I say that I I would like him as a as cast as Jimmy Olsen a while back? Yes, because he was one of the yeah. names that were floating around. I was one. I'm thinking if it was even before that, but um, I certainly yeah I I like the actor. I know I've seen him younger in in different roles, like as the only thing a, that I th- as a child actor, but um, the thing that I know him most from was Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix. Ah. Oh. Well, I, the only thing that I know him from was the remake, uh, or not really the remake, but the uh, vacation movie they did, where they tried in 2015 with Ed Helms as uh, the old Rusty Griswold. But I mean, he's done. Oh, he was in. Oh, I also saw him in. Um, I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Making weird noises. So. <laughs> Vacation, night at the museum, the secret of the tomb. But yeah, everything he was. Oh, I know where I seen. He was in the Amazing Spider-Man Two as Howard Stacy, Gwen's little brother. He was in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Oh wow! And, like I said, <coughs> and that's I, where I, I that's where I first that's where I first saw him. And like I said, that's all I know him from. Uh, he's done a lot, but everything I know him from when he was more of a kid. But yeah, so. Our new Jimmy Olsen. Nice. And then last, but not least, because we're still waiting on more casting, like Perry White and Bibbo and, you know, other characters like that. I'm going to let you take this one, James. <coughs> um, oh, we got our Lex Luthor casting. I was almost lost there for a second. <laughs> um. I got a I got a child over here acting like a cat. Um, Lex Luthor. Uh, Lex Luthor has been cast, and it is none other than Nicholas Holt, Beast Which? from X Men: First Class and Days of Future Past, and uh, Renfield from Renfield. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I hear there's a charm to him. There's a look to him. Um, I think he'll be a great Lex. Um, you know, he's like 34. So he has that perfect of being a little older than 
Clark. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm sold, man. Like I'm loving. There's not been a casting decision yet where I've kind of felt like I've had to defend it or like be like, well, I can see it. So. Right. No, I'm totally on board. He is a uh, he's a great actor. He has a lot of range. Um, and I I really can see him being just a slightly older Lex Luthor than Clark Kent. And I could really see him as like being the 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 Lex Luthor who's responsible for things behind the scenes, but you know, the one I can clean. He's the first Lex where I could see people really loving him. You know, like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex was everyone kind of find him annoying, and you know, yeah. Um, Gene Hackman's, of course, was, and Kevin Spacey's were in kind of the same boat. This is the first one I could see we get a good businessman where everyone's like he's so great, and having that like politician esque businessman where like you said he's keeping himself clean but everyone likes him and thinks he's a great man i could see him doing this but that's all the news i got so now it's time for the dc movie that came out that no one was talking about but we were solomon you want to introduce today's topic to our listeners today's topic is girl please Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2. And not our Scooby and Crypto, but no. An official uh, Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2 DC movie. Now, earlier in this year, this movie was leaked. And it was it was heard to be one that we had, we had heard rumors. Then we saw a couple pictures. And then we thought it was going to get tossed away like a couple other Scooby-Doo products uh, had. But then it was leaked on the internet. And then they made an official announcement that it was going to be released, but it was like, it's going to be released on digital and like only DVDs at Walmart. It was something weird like that. So I bought the digital <coughs> because Scooby-Doo is sacred in this house. Is it not Solomon? Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo to Sela is like Superman to me. Uh. Okay. So, after Halloween, Sayla and I went to Walmart and we found a Scooby-Doo costume. And for a week straight, if she wasn't asleep or at school, she was in that Scooby-Doo costume. Just walking around the house. She always loves watching Scooby-Doo. She'll have it on. She'll, she'll go through an entire series. And she'll constantly watch the movies. Like... Just pulling up my library right now, we're looking at, I had to buy on digital just because they weren't streaming at the time for Sayla. We had them on DVD, but Sayla wanted to watch them more. Uh, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. So much that I had subscribed to Boomerang for years until HBO Max just to get Scooby-Doo. That's the only reason I paid for Boomerang was for Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And then when HBO Max came along, they put more on there. So we stopped Boomerang and just watched HBO Max. But so Scooby-Doo is a big deal. I grew up. I love Scooby-Doo. Always have loved Scooby-Doo. Um, we could do a whole Scooby-Doo podcast and I'd be so flippant for it. Um, <clears throat> Sayla loves watching 
one of her comfort films to fall asleep to is the Scooby-Doo Batman Brave and the Bold, (coughs) which we we talked about years ago when it came out. Now, Solomon loves Scooby-Doo. I I do, but but Sonic Sonic is like (coughs) Superman, Superman, but he's Sonic. Um, Solomon is a self-proclaimed Shaggy. Yes. Yeah. My van is an ugly white minivan with Superman stickers, but Sailor calls it the Mystery Machine and bought me a Mystery Machine keychain to have. Nice. Okay. That's cute. So, James, what is your history with Scooby-Doo? Um, well, I mean, I guess not quite as serious as that, but um, I've watched uh, I've watched Scooby-Doo my entire life. Um you know, like one of those things, like, when did you, uh, when did you first hear of or know of, you know, a character, this or that, like mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo is one of those things that it's just always been there. Right. Um, <laughs> like Scooby-Doo totally. is always, yeah, he's always been Scooby-Doo forever. And, um, and Frank, and like every version of Scooby-Doo and Fred it's voiced by Frank Walker. Welker. Welker. Welker, yes. Yep, it's an E instead of an A, but close. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I've always, always uh, been 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 down with the dude. Um, <laughs> but I've I've watched I watched the old cartoon, I've watched the new stuff. I mean, I didn't subscribe to Boomerang for it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, when the movies came out, I was going to see them because they were Mm Scooby-Doo. Um, you know, when, uh, um, uh, when, when I had kids, you know, we all, they knew, they've known Scooby-Doo since, since their first waking moments. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's like, it. Like Scooby Doo is synonymous. He's he's everywhere. Um, I want to say, was it last year? Maybe it was last year. The kids and I did. Um, there's three ep- episodes of Scooby Doo and Guess Who, one with Batman, the Flash, and the Wonder Woman, and we reviewed those together. Mm-hmm. Um. Now I will say Scooby Doo. Okay, so back in the late '90s. They did this like four movie run. It was directed video where Scooby Doo and Zombie Island, Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost, Scooby Doo, um, Alien Invaders, and Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase, where basically it was kind of this. They're aged up to being like in their mid twenties, and then after Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase, um, they did the TV series What's New Scooby Doo. And then they started releasing movies. Um, like, like every year they'd <coughs> release a movie, but it was kind of spun out of that. But then there was this nice stretch that they did. And I think it started with, maybe it started with Camp Scare. Where like, it was the perfect Scooby-Doo. Like the animation was better. The voice cast was perfect. And they did really well for like, multiple movies and this is when Matthew Lillard took over as Shaggy's voice mm-hmm. he was Abracadabra do first um Mindy Cohen was 
Velma, my favorite Velma voice. Gray Delisle had been doing Daphne for a while. Um, but she and Frank as Fred. And they did other series, but they also did these movies. And these movies did really great until <coughs> I apologize. <clears throat> um, they did Scooby Doo Return to Zombie Island, which wasn't that good. Because it really undercut the seriousness of what Zombie Island was. And then they did Scooby Doo Halloween, which was which was good. Um, it was a little crazier than I thought, but it was good. And then they did Sword in the Stone, like King Arthur one, and it wasn't bad. Um, but then they kind of paused and they gave us Trick or Treat Scooby Doo. And it was the, good. It was good, but the animation changed. It went very cheap 2D animation. Mm. So when they announced this, and then they did it back to that animation style that I loved, I was even more excited. Um, of course, now um, Kate Micucci does Velma. You, you, most people <coughs> might know her from The Big Bang Theory. Um, I can't remember the character James helped me out that she played. She was the Raj's girlfriend that was like scared of everything. Oh, um. Um, oh, I just watched it. What was her name? Well, well, we yeah. don't know. <laughs> no, I'm um, blanking right now. But uh, she took over, <laughs> I want to say, in like 2000, maybe 16, somewhere right around there when they started Be Cool Scooby Doo. Um, basically, um, him and Sayla, favorite <laughs> Scooby-Doo show of all time is Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. And this was a good show, but I kind of got a little bit, it kind of got a little bit boring for me because it was just, it's everywhere. Ah, it was Lucy. Lucy, yeah. Solomon, you're grounded. What? You don't, you don't talk bad about Mystery I'm just playing. <laughs> He's like, what? Nah. Um, so, I. what did you... just? Okay. S- spoiler. No spoilers. Spoiler free. What did you think about this movie, Solomon? Good. It was a really good movie. Like, it, like it was fun. It was exciting. <sighs> I, I have... Okay. The rest I eat. Okay. We gotta wait for spoilers for Solomon. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got... <laughs> Not to wait until the movie ends. All right, James, spoiler free thoughts on the movie. Um, so spoiler free, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really fun. Um, like Easter eggs up, up the wazoo. Yeah, there are. Um, like, yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was really good. Um, you know, I actually expected more. Crypto with him being a type a, a, titular, a titular character. Um, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> so I, I expected more of the character, but uh, it was it was really good, really fun. Uh, tons of Easter eggs. Um, I mean, one thing is like in the beginning, it was weird that it, it was just weird. Matthew Lillard's voice wasn't like as shaggy as he can be, but then it mm. kind of, so it must've just been like an off day recording some of those lines. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, 
maybe. Um, all right, my my uh, I enjoyed it. I think it's fun for people who are DC fans as well as Scooby Doo fans. Um, Both. I think it was a great time. I have like two little nitpicks, and we'll get into it. And we're gonna start spoilers in five. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, it is not streaming yet. You know, we kind of waited a little bit on this one because um, I was hoping that maybe it'd be on Max, but I didn't want the you know the year to end without us covering it and forgetting about it. But um, but I'm hoping that would be streaming for everyone to kind of go and enjoy. But it's not as of yet. So check it out. It is worth your time, your money, if you're a Scooby fan or a DC fan. So spoilers are coming in five. <coughs> Four. James, say it. <laughs> Three. Two. two. One. Pants. All right. So. Shorts. <laughs> Shirt. We T-shirt. are the clothing of superheroes. <laughs> um, My two nitpicks. One, you already said it, James. Crypto like doesn't come in till like midway through the movie. Yeah. <coughs> and my other one is he doesn't talk. He okay. Now, the kids and I have been watching. Um, we haven't finished it. We've been watching off and on the Crypto the Superdog series from the early 2000s. Right. And he talks in that. He has a collar that translates his barks into speech. Okay, the tech in his collar translates. You know, last year we had super pets where we got to see them talk together, the pets. The fact that Crypto doesn't talk, I think really takes away from this film because you have Scooby-Doo who is a talking dog. Yeah, I, I thought the same. And that was one of the biggest things for me is not having Crypto talk um it like it took too long for him to come in and he didn't talk i felt really took away from his character and diminished the film and my other thought is why didn't they release this last year like kind of tying it into like the hype of super pets yeah well asking why dc has done anything and that they've done in the last 10 years I mean, touche. Like, well, I mean, it's kind pick, of more in the last. It's kind of, you know what I mean? I would say it's not the last ten years. I would say it's starting with after the release of BVS. That's when it started. But you're right. I mean, yeah. But the the plot of the movie is basically the Justice League have gone missing. And they're investigating the mystery. And Lois Lane tells Jimmy Olsen to call his girlfriend. And then it ends up being the Scooby gang are showing up to Metropolis. And what's crazy is as they're rolling up to Metropolis, it's just like villain upon villain upon villain. Yeah, like Giganta, um, Joker, and... Harley. Which friend... <coughs> Has a crush on her. Yeah, Fred's got the an interest in Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, how do you know so much about Harley, Fred? Nothing. He just had a smile on his face. And I, I, I half expected, dream weaver. <laughs> um, but then you see Solomon Grundy. Then you see Zod in two villains who are later, we learn, are Ursa and Nod. Yeah. Um, 
Brainiac so, ship. <laughs> right, right. Um, so everyone's just they, and they even reference that Metropolis has gone Gotham City. <laughs> yeah, just just uh, criminals everywhere. Um, and that's that's part of that kind of leans into just a little bit of the nitpick that I have with the movie. And it's a minor nitpick because I let it go because it's a it's a Scooby Doo movie, you know. It's it's one of those things that you know it's okay to I I think it's okay to really dig back and maybe check some of those boxes from from things of the past because yeah. um, uh, Zod and 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 them were were clearly Terrence Stamp. And the other Kryptonians, like they had yeah. that baggy, loose clothing, um, and primarily Lex, Lex Luthor freaking delivering the land speech that um, that I, Gene Hackman does. I freaking rolled my eyes, man. I had Solomon. So at one point, Solomon was taking notes for me. I was like, Solomon, write land, land, land. And he's like, okay, dad. Okay, jeez. Yeah, right. Oh <clears throat> It's I, the same I speech wrote, that yeah. Gene Hackman made, that Kevin Spacey made, <laughs> that, that, you know. But this is – I think that goes with the full of Easter eggs. Like there's more Easter eggs in this movie than I even caught. Oh, yeah. Like, I would have to watch it more just to try and catch it, catch more. I've watched it twice and some of the things that we've caught I watched it three. were you have uh, – shout out to the Royal Flush Gang, um, Dr. Fate's Helmet. Starro, oh, you see all the lantern core rings. Scooby tries on the red ring, and then later yellow and Shaggy's green. Uh, Mother Vox is mentioned, and then there's a poster in the background of Superman, but it's the, definitely the George Reeves Superman. And and then we have the Beetle from Blue Beetle, the Skid Up. Yes, we also have when they're in the um, elevator, Fred and Daphne. It is the Super Friends theme song. Yes. Um, so there's calls out to Super Friends. I mean, we have the Invisible Jet. The Batmobile mentioned the Invisible Plane, which is the Invisible Jet, the Invisible Tank, and the Invisible Trolley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, we have Luther has Rex, his dog, with him. <laughs> I like that, and, Rex Luther. <laughs> And Solomon made a good comparison about who Rex is. It's basically Metallo, but yes, Metallo, but dog form. Mm-hmm. Metallo to crypto. Yeah, basically. We do have a mercy in this one, and we do get a line that Lex was the was president, but they're like, "I don't remember your your presidency." And he's like, "It was short." <laughs> and he, so, like, that's a call out. Um, <coughs> And then because the movie was all Easter eggs, that is the only saving grace that it had for those things. You know what I mean? Especially like the land thing. Because they just, they can't let it go. (laughs) No. Um, One of my favorite gags, there's two that really got me in this. One is when Lex is making fun of all their catchphrases. They all say their catchphrases. And then you go, it goes down like zoinks, chinkies, cheapers, rut row. Then Fred has nothing to say. <laughs> right. Because Fred doesn't have a catchphrase. 
Yeah. Um, it does. It's split up gang. <laughs> no, it's um. Which I, I sent you a funny yeah. gag about that one today. <laughs> yes, you did, and it was funny because when they did split up, um, Velma pairs up with Lex and is keeping her eyes on Lex. Um, but my my favorite gag is when they're in the Daily Planet and Lois, <coughs> Jimmy's introducing them all to Lois. And Velma takes her glasses off to clean them. And they're like, who are you? When did you get here? And she's like, what? Like, I haven't met you. And then she puts them back on. Like, oh, it's Velma. Yeah. Like, I completely ridiculous, but so funny. I lost it. Like that one. And then at the end, when uh, Superman shows up and he's Clark, Velma is like, what are you talking about? He was right here. So Clark Kent is like, <clears throat> and she's like, oh. Never mind. And then he he trips and drops his glasses. He's like, my glasses. I can't see without my glasses. So that whole thing was hilarious to me. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, when you know. They the, played the, up that absolute ridiculousness. Like, the glasses completely change who you are. Um, I have something to say. Yeah. Okay. Solomon Grundy has a song. And he's like. Solomon Grundy, pet you on Monday, pet you on Tuesday. Yeah. Just, sit, just sitting there paying Scooby. Let's give, let's give me this um, scared. And then, so Fred finds Batman's utility belt and can't use it worth jack. Like everything he grabs is crap. But then Daphne gets it in his complete BA. Yeah, yeah, she was. <laughs> Like she's flying, she's using the grappler, she's using stuff, she's maximizing it. And later, she's like Spider Man uh, swinging with that grappler. I know, I was like, <laughs> what does she connect to? Um, later, there's a dialogue where they say to, Vel- to Velma, like, no, you're not Batgirl, like, you're Wonder Woman. And it's cute because then when Wonder Woman shows up later, she says, jinkies. Hmm. So that was cool. Um, but then at the end, like, the third act climax battle is they find out that Mercy is working with Lex and they had sent all the justice league to the phantom zone. And these ghosts that they think these phantoms that keep appearing are the the justice league trying to break through from the phantom zone. And, um, Lex is (coughs) good. He's going to bulldoze the hall of justice and all of his bulldozers basically turn into giant robots that look similar to the Lex suit. So we have this big third act battle, uh, Fred, you know, driving the invisible tank. And, and then the BJ guy <laughs> driving the invisible tank is like, I never had this special friend in my life. And he's just shooting. <laughs> and, and then, um, uh, what's her name again? Dan. Um, the lady who has the food hold truck. On, hold on. Yeah, the food truck. Yeah, you have BJ, the valet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's pretty funny when he's all like, I get to park the van. What does it do? Nothing. It's just a van. Just a regular van. He was excited yeah. about that. Um, I don't think we wrote her name down. Helen. It's Hel- Helen. Oh, it is. Um, she, <laughs> um, she sells fries, and then she has ketchup mustard. Oh, yeah. She has giant ketchup and mustard on top of it. And those that, things had a lot of ketchup and mustard in them, man. Like, they yeah, soaked I, I, multiple <laughs> robots, and they were, like, sliding around like they were on ice. 
So they were so everyone's fighting, and of course, like we said, Rex is fighting Crypto, and he's very much of a tallow. And if you notice how they were talking about this movie, Crypto's not coming up that much because I really think he was underutilized. And I, I mean, they, one of the more recent Scooby Doo movies that I wasn't a huge fan of, but we bought it anyways, was Scooby Doo and the Coward and Courage the Cowardly Dog because I was never a big Courage fan. And even in that, I feel like Scooby Doo and Courage teamed up more than what Scooby Doo and Crypto did in this. Um, and then at the end, they do free the Justice League from the Phantom Zone, and they show up, and you know, all is good. Yeah. And you know, and uh, Jimmy breaks up with Daphne because the whole joke's been that they were. Not really dating, but at camp one year when they were kids, they were voted best redheaded couple. And the whole movie, Fred is jealous of Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, that was hysterical. So, but yeah, that was Scooby-Doo and Crypto too. Um, I enjoyed it. It's a great, fun film to check out if you're a fan of either genre, like Scooby or DC. And I'm just glad that we have this. It's, you know, pairing up two things that we love most in the family, Scooby-Doo and DC again. That's where we love Batman Brave and the Bold Scooby-Doo. Um, I think that one's a better film just because it is taken a little bit more serious. Uh, this one was fun. But I would give it a B. I'll give it an A. I'll give it an A minus. Okay. James? Um... I mean, I have to give it a B minus just because of, like I said, I had to roll my eyes and I just had to like, this is what this movie is, you know? Yeah. Just, just chock full of Easter eggs. But I was like, oh my goodness. Like, can this be the last freaking time that you just pull, that you reference those movies? Like they're not the only or just the greatest ones. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Right. And I'm, I mean, like, and I would never, to... and, and it's, and I love them, but it's just, they can't ma- stop pulling at that well. I love them, but you're making me not love them. Exactly. It would, be, it would be more fun to go back and pull Easter eggs out of stuff we don't know. Like, start referencing maybe like Lois and Clark or Smallville. You know, the stuff that we grew up with. Not just Superman the movie that everyone knows. Like, because you're making me not like that movie. You know, you're making me frustrated with all those references. Because now they're so blatant, it's like it's not even cool anymore. Yeah. So, but all right, everybody. I hope everyone has a great, great time, um, great Thanksgiving day weekend, and remember. We have a dog named Scooby and we have a dog named Crypto. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Look up in the sky. We just want to say if you've enjoyed this podcast, please check out other podcasts on the Press Play Podcast Network. If you are like Tyler and James and can't get enough super talk, check out these other podcasts. Digging for Kryptonite, Supergirl Radio, The Last Sons of Krypton, The Superboy Legacy Podcast, All-Star Superfans, Superman the Animated Podcast, The Aspiring Kryptonians, Always Hold On to Smallville, The Geek of Steel, and Truth 
justice, and hope. Remember to check out Krypton Report on all social media platforms. Go to linktree.com slash Krypton Report. You find all of our What's up, everybody? Chase Smith here from the Chase Smith Podcast and Cavs on the Break NBA Podcast. And I'm JD, host of the Hyman Podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. And we are super excited to bring you a brand new show starting next Tuesday, the Fanfare Podcast. The Fanfare Podcast is all about your favorite movies and our favorite movies and the best moments in cinema. To help guide our discussion, each episode will feature one classic. And we will grade this movie using a report card-like scale A through F. We're going to be grading categories like acting, directing, cinematography, the score, and even the movie poster itself. And when we're not featuring a movie report card, we'll be sharing our movie rankings, franchise deep dives, actor and director interviews, and everything in between. Movies have been a major part of our lives, and we cannot wait to share our thoughts with you. Our premiere episode will drop Tuesday, June 27th, and JD and I will be reviewing Raiders of the Lost Ark in preparation of the release of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny on June 30th, the fifth installment of the franchise. Join us on the Fanfare Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Hello, Brooks here with the Books with Brooks monthly book club podcast. Here's how Books with Brooks works. We read one book a month and then we talk about it. Classics like Stephen King's The Shining, debut novels like We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang, and tons of other compelling, life-changing stories, one book and one month at a time. So come read along with us and then listen in. Here at Krypton Report, we believe in the power of podcasting, the power of speaking your voice and speaking something that comes from you. So here's a couple of podcasts you can check out with people sharing their voice. I am Brian Peters, the creator and host of Gravely Amusing. For the past 30 years, I've studied the history of gods and monsters in pop culture and our world. As a student of theology and history, I've tried to understand evil and its impact on us. As a writer, I've tried to share this knowledge. As a comedian, I've tried to make people laugh as I do it. But as a man-child, I'm still that scared seven-year-old boy. Join me as I share the history of horror and sci-fi, discuss classic and modern pop culture, and share a creepy story or two. This podcast may scare you, it may horrify you, or it may leave you gravely amused. Listen to Gravely Amusing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter at Gravely underscore Amusing or on TikTok at Gravely Amusing. Hi, I'm Taria Maynard, and this is my co-host, Jania Patrick. We're a couple of sisters in Central Ohio who created a podcast. Our podcast is called The Confessing Heretics. The basic premise of the podcast right now, as we see it, is we're going to talk to you guys about um, our stories in religion, would you say? Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast is about sharing our truths, our religious traumas, and our histories. We'd love for you to join us on our journeys as we talk about our pasts and discover more about ourselves along the way. We will be featured on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Just look for The Confessing Heretics. We have a $1 Patreon. Yes, I know everyone asks for money, but our $1 Patreon each month gets you commentary tracks, 
for releasing movies, DC movies. It gets you my requel series where I pitch ideas about movie sequels, prequels, or whatever. It also gets special bonus episodes of whatever else some of the friends of the network chime in and drop. So check that out for $1 a month. That's all we ask. Keep it cheap, keep it simple, and help us keep going. Check out the link in the show notes or Patreon Krypton Report. Follow the link in the link tree or in the show notes below, patreon.com slash Report. This is Dan Jurgens, and if you want to have a good time, Keep listening to the Krypton Report.